This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone, very own podcast of professional wrestling from AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, let's begin with the latest news about the release of Bray Wyatt. Now, I know some of you fans must be pissed off. For me, I was a bit shocked because he was one of those wrestlers I did not expect that WWE were going to release. Now, as you know, we're hearing the same old excuses of his release. And I know it gets old. You get tired of it. You find it bullshit. I'm talking about their excuse. Budget cuts. I mean, what the hell is this deal about budget cuts? I mean, look, Bray Wyatt has made WWE lots of money. I get that part financially. But why him? Why did they have to release him? Now, we haven't seen him for quite some time since that whole thing that took place in WrestleMania where we saw with the Bledsoe Bliss. Now, I was a bit confused with that whole thing what was going on however I have to agree on the opinion from our very own special women's wrestler we are love so much Mickey James she did state something and many wrestlers and fans may agree upon that they given Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt's gimmick you know, and I agree. It is kind of way it's strange they did, did that. And you're probably saying to me, J-Rod, that's impossible. Why would they do that? It's not impossible because it has happened before with many people. It doesn't matter if it's gimmicks or moves or entrance or whatever. You guys want a prime example? I'll show you or tell you a prime example. If you guys remember Darren Young, who we now know as Fred Rosser, a long time ago, he asked Triple H that he wanted to do the cross-face chicken wing move. Yes, you guys know that one pretty well, that cross-face chicken wing that Marty uh, Skrull does. But however, that move was never happened because Triple H didn't think Fred Rosser could do it. But however, according to what he said, Triple H gave that move to none other than the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Now, I find it kind of like, what the fuck? Yes, it was. And then all of a sudden, we're hearing this about the gimmick. I'm like, okay, move, now gimmick. I'm like, wow, can't believe that. So basically, if this is true, then it explains a lot. I don't know if they believe that Alexa Bliss could draw out a lot of crowds. And that's kind of something we know they can pull off. But recently, they haven't been doing that for a long time. But I don't know. I don't know what to say. But we also know now that Bray Wyatt is the last of the members of the Wyatt family. Yes, folks, you may have heard that way. As you know, um, Luke Harper left, and then he became Brody Lee, the exalted one in Dark Order. Then Eric Rowan, now known as Eric Redbeard. Then Braun Strowman, now Bray Wyatt. Now, we don't know what's the extent of this. Many fans are speculating that he should go to AW. Now that that is something that we have known that we, that these this happens. 
And guess who wants him, wants this guy to be part of the Dark Order? I'm talking about Evil Uno to be part of it. I'm like, wow, that kind of is strange. Now, many fans probably would want to see that, but the real question is, does Bray Wyatt would want to do this? Does he want to continue on with this? Like, go to AEW? I'm not sure. It all depends on what can they offer, because here's the thing. They, they can't just take anybody from W. They have to take wrestlers who have certain value to them that can make them a good show, bring and draw out a crowd. And that is something we can't agree upon because you're saying, you're probably saying, but Jero, what do you mean? Think about it. AEW can draw out crowds, but you need that big time star that can pull it off. We've seen that with Malachi. It drew out some crowds, but however, they're not there yet. They could pull out more. They just need to find the right people that could do it. And now I'm going to talk about that particular person down in a bit but Bray Wyatt is one of those people I feel he could do it but it's still unclear will he go to AEW or not well we just gotta wait and see what happens so let's just pay attention to what's gonna happen to Bray Wyatt and we'll see from there now rumors have been circulating about a certain Chicago wrestler who has made a lot of big noise over the years and I'm talking about none other than CM Punk his name has been popping up recently because recently in AEW, they announced one of their shows, AEW Rampage, will be heading to Chicago on August 20th. Now, when they heard the word Chicago, everybody knows who lives down there, and it's CM Punk. He's from Chicago. Now, this isn't the first time something like this happened with AEW. If you guys recall, um, there were those that speculated Punk was going to appear at All In prior before AEW. It didn't happen. Then we expected that um, uh, there were, he was going to show up in the first ever All Out show. Didn't happen. So basically, there has been talks that they wanted to have him in their promotion, but however, there was no, how do I say this, no avail that it was going to happen. We don't know. However, we did were well aware that WWE were thinking about having him back. He did return, but not as a WWE person. He came out as working for Fox. Basically, there were still some grudges between both, between both parties, between Punk and WWE. But, however, many fans were like, we want to see him wrestle. Now, we don't know for sure if that's what he's want because he's been involved in many other projects like uh, comic books, movies. Uh, we do know his failure with, in the MMA game. That's the reason all of that was happening. But I don't know if there's going to be any chances of that. But, however, there have been talks about CM Punk in communication with the AEW, trying to figure out what they can do to bring him. Now, the biggest problem is, what is it that he wants on his deal? I know one of them is the most obvious one, which is creative freedom. Basically, take control of the creativity. That's always been the number one goal for everybody who goes to AEW. Now, for all you guys in WWE, it's like, but doesn't it, uh, WWE better know, guys, People tell them how to do their whole thing, their own wrestling thing. They they have to tell them exactly what to do. 
But everybody in in AEW, they do it themselves. And that's one of the reasons why AEW has drew out a lot of big crowds because of that. But uh, I think that's one. But I can't remember what else. But do I think he will um, appear in Rampage? Well, it looks like a challenge has been made. By none other than Darby Allen, he hinted if you're best in the world. That is a catchphrase that Punk Houston said long ago. So, do I think he'll show up? I don't know. But if he does, there's gonna, this is going to be what exactly the guys from Squared Circle Cycle Babble will talk about. The CM Punk will draw out a lot of crowds with this. Now, some of you are saying, what, do you got, what are you talking about? Well, there's a reason. Squared Circle Psychobabble, a group from YouTube and, and, and a podcast, talked about this before. About If you recall Kevin Nash and Hall, how they fled WWE, WWF and went to the G, uh, WCW, they threw out huge crowds down there. It would make sense that exactly it is. So basically they're saying that Punk and, of course, Daniel Bryan could be the modern day Nash and Hall. And I'm like, whoa, that is a very interesting thing to think about. If that is the case, then, you know, that it, it makes a lot of sense. Because there's a good chance that's what we, we are expecting. But, like I said, we just got to wait and see where they're going to go with this. And I'm kind of curious at this point because anything could happen. So I think that's it for CM Punk, but be uh, so be let's just wait until August 20th on Rampage. It will be on TNT on Friday. So if you guys have TV, set it up. Now, I'm going to change a little bit of the topics here. If you guys have or have not known known about this, I have been following Japanese wrestling promotion Pro Wrestling Noah. Now, I want to talk about this about their junior heavyweight division. Their junior heavyweight division has been one of the most popular divisions since the early days. Now you ask me, why is that? You see, Matsuharu Misawa was in fact the founder. He felt that All Japan Pro Wrestling, the promotion he used to work for, were lack in the creativity or or exposure of the junior heavyweight division because that was Giant Baba's call. But when he fled, he made the junior heavyweight division a top priority. He had great wrestlers like Kenta, as we know him in Bullet Club, uh, Naomichi Marifuji. But the last few shows, or should I say some of the shows, I cannot remember which one, I have noticed the difference in this junior heavyweight division and the ones in New Japan, how they are forming up. Now, if you want a prime example, I'll show you. Now, in the New Japan way, the junior heavyweight contenders are inside each faction, like certain members are heavyweights and others are junior, but they're part of the factions. Uh, like, uh, let's see, who could be a prime example? Let's look at LIJ. Naito, Shingo, and Sonata are the current heavyweights. Uh, however, we have Bushi and Hiramu, who are in fact the current junior heavyweight contenders. That's how it works. Now, recently I have noticed. There's nothing like this in Pro Wrestling Noah. And I'm like, that is odd. Because there was the fa- fa- there's been factions. Like, for example, there's Stinger, who is one of the most dominant factions I've ever seen. They have been the 
G, uh, GHC champ, uh, tag team, junior heavyweight tag team champions. If you guys want to know what GHC stands for, Global Honor Crown. And that's how it works. Now, there were the factions that I've been noticing is Stinger. Originally, it was like a three-man crew. Now, it's a four-man. Uh, consistent of Ogawa, Hayata, Suzumu, and who else? Yoshioki. And they can together they are formed as, of course, Stinger. Then there's the other faction known as Los Perros del Mar de Japón. Yes, guys, this is like a, a, a rip-off version of the one you see with the LIJ, but no, there's a reason why. All of these members are junior heavyweight consent. This whole thing started with this group, happened with um, Nosawa Rongai, who started at, at teaming up with Kotaro Suzuki, who was once a member of Stinger. So they recruited him to be part of their so-called faction. For months, they, there was no name to them yet. They've been no, normally been attacking Stinger. But in Ovation uh, Night 1, I think, that's when things change. Now, there was a faction at the time before this called Full Throttle. They were one of my favorite junior heavyweight factions. And they were viciously... Uh, what happened is, Yohei, one of their members, was attacked by his own team member, uh, Seki Yoshioka. And he, the reason that happened is, Yoshioka was getting frustrated that he felt that he wanted more. And he betrayed not only Yohei, but also the leader, Ohara. Now... Yoshiaka was previously the GHC um, Junior Heavyweight Champion until he lost it to uh, another group known as uh, members known as, from a member from Momo no Saint Shintag, and this is what happened. Yoshiaka uh, sided with Stinger because he's good friends with Hayata and Suzumu. However, Rongai and, and Suzuki. And Hidaka, he, he uh, Ikudo Hidaka, they decided to, to bring along, um, what's his name, Yohei to be part of the group. And that's exactly what happened. But we didn't know what was going on until the, later in, um, I think it was during the Grey Muda show, where they introduced Eita from Dragon Gate, who is now a who was part of the group, and they formed Los Perros del Mar de Japón. Now, Eita, on the other hand, he is a member of the... Dra he was part. He is currently part of the roster of Dragon Gate. Now, you're probably saying, are they allowing him to... Yeah, but here's the reason. Eita, it, the Dragon Gate promotion is all junior heavyweight contenders. There's no heavyweights in that. That's the reason it happened. So, Eita was, has a direct connection with Los Perros del Mar, which is a faction based out of Mexico. And I practically couldn't believe that they actually went through with it. So it became known as Los Perros de Japón, de ja Perros del Mar de Japón. And it feels like it. And people probably might have confused it because they're kind of ripping off LIJ. No, LIJ, it's a lot more different. But these are just junior heavyweight contenders. And that's the reason they exist. Do I think they're good? Yeah. Now let's look at the other junior heavyweight contenders in this division. We have Momono Senshin Tag teaming up with uh, 
Hajime Ohara. Now, Hajime Ohara was the leader of Full Throttle, but these guys, uh, Koroge and Irada, they were, um, what's his name? Koroge was once a member of, of course, Full Throttle until he was either kicked out or he left. I don't know whatever the side of the story is that. But, of course, Koroge offered him to join their group. Now, it's still unclear whether he's gonna they're going to fa- form up like a their own junior heavyweight fact. Shit is so unclear. But they are currently... Um, what's his name? Hirada and um, Ohara are currently the GHC um, junior heavyweight tag team champions when they beat Singer for those. And now it appears that Stinger wants those titles back. So, I don't know yet. Now, this is one faction here. Now, the next junior heavyweight contenders we have is... Congo, but all of their, their they have heavyweights and junior heavyweights. They this the 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 originally there were three of them. There's Tadasuke, Neo, and Haho. They were three of the only members of the junior heavyweight division. However, they just gained a new member named Alejandro. Now I have seen Alejandro in all Japan, Pro Wrestling Freedoms, any promotion. He was a freelancer. Now. It's still unclear yet to me, is he now part of the roster of, of Pro Wrestling Noah? I don't know. But if he is, it would make sense to me because uh, if they're planning to make the junior heavyweight division more exciting, I have to say they picked the right guy for the job. So I'm still unclear, but I'll figure out more when we get there, and I think that's pretty much it for that. Now let's talk, the last thing I want to put out is this show of a collaboration between two different promotions that are involved in the extreme or hardcore or deathmatch scene. I'm talking about GCW and, of course, Mexican promotion, Zona 23, which means Zone 23. Now, Zone 23 are, in fact, a promotion based out of Mexico. They do many of their events in the junkyard. Yes, you heard me, junkyard. But uh, there were a lot of good matches I enjoy, like the opening matches that it was just local guys from their areas. Um, even, uh, there was several members from the GCW roster that appeared, like, uh, G. Raver, Jimmy Lloyd, Alex Colon, and Alex Ryan from 440. So, practically, that's what, happened. but I have to say the collaboration both from both teams were pretty good. I have to say it was, it took place back in, in July uh, um, on the 18th, but they didn't release the whole thing until the 30th of July, which was a, a Friday. It was a pretty good show, I have to say. I enjoyed it, but I feel like then I had to catch up with more with it. It's pretty good. But uh, there were some uh, one wrestler I do know who he is. His name is Obed, Obed uh, Jr. Uh, the reason I know the guy is because I seen his father wrestled. Uh, he just passed away last year due to COVID-19. It was a huge diving, uh, blow. But however, Ovid Jr. will continue the legacy of his father. And there's no doubt in my mind that he'll pull it off. And we'll see how that goes then. But as for the collaboration with this, I give it two thumbs up on this one. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I will be keeping this short because right now my head is spinning. I been lacking sleep for the past couple of days because of certain things that have been happening in my life but right now i'm trying to do the best i can 
there will be more episodes coming up next Sunday, and we'll see what happens, what's the next topics. But if there's anything come up, there's that. You guys can check me out on my YouTube channel, which is Deleted WrestleZone. I'll be throwing every review almost every day if I possibly can, except if there is any, nothing on Sundays. I will keep that free, but we'll see how that goes. So, for now, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time. Same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!